Well, let me welcome back Coach Tresky for this special Christmas edition of Tresky Talk. Coach, do you have team updates for us? Uh, the biggest team updates, the guys wrapped up the semester strong last week. Um, we had exams, and now um, all of them are back home uh, with their families, looking forward to you know enjoying the Christmas um, season. And uh, I think a lot of them have you know some plans to work, work out, all those things. Um, we've got a long break here coming up till about the 23rd of January, so. They're going to enjoy some time to, to recharge, and coaches, coaches will try to do the same. We'll see. Yeah, just out of curiosity, uh, uh, would you like to talk a little bit about players that were honored uh, by the conference? Yeah, we were, we were very fortunate. Um, this year we, we ended up having um, more first-team all-conference players um, than, than we've had since, I, think, I believe, 2016. Um, you know, so some of the names that we've talked about throughout the week, or throughout the year, um, Justin Parbs, Ty Castillo, um, Trevion Green, and Arnulfo Ortega, they were all named um, first-team all-conference. In fact, three of those guys were named um, to some all-region teams as well, which was cool. That was a, that was a first for our, our program's history to have three guys make all-region. Um, wow. So, yeah, re really, really cool. We, we had a couple other guys um, get recognized um, as well, I know Savon Goodwin was one of those. Kyle Kabaki was a second-team all-conference player for us. Um, Carter Schneider, um, at receiver, um, was another guy that was all-conference for us. Um, and Arnufo Ortega was as a, a returner. And the last guy was an offensive lineman for us, Vinny Brim. So, yeah, very very cool to see those guys, you know, just get recognized for the work that they put in, but also for our, for our team. You know, I think when, when you – that postseason awards, it's a reflection of, of your team's success um, as, as much as it is, you know, those individuals being recognized. That's fantastic. Yeah, now let's jump into was... fan questions, and I'm, I'm appreciative of fans sending in their questions here to us this week. So, well, we'll start out with Lou, who would like to know, he says, you've had so much success recruiting last season. Are you finding the same type of success this year as well? We, yeah, we're, we're off to a good start. Um, you know, this is still, I would say, an early time for us. Um, you know, what I'm most excited about is, is we're, we're talking with players and their families um, just that I feel like are, are looking for who we are. You know, faith in, is important to them. Relationships are important to them. Um, you know, they're an academic fit, all those things. And, you know, obviously they can play football, but that's, to me, it's, it's about a, a big picture fit. And, and we're on a lot of great guys that we're excited about right now. Next up, we have Charles. He says, I think you said you had 50-plus freshmen on last year's team. I would assume that some drop off as their college careers go along. Are you expecting to have all of that group back for next year? Uh, we're expecting to have a, a really good portion of it back. Um, there's a, a couple guys you know, that we've, we've had some conversation with that are looking. You know, One guy wanted to go back a little bit closer to home. Um, Another, I think, is looking to be a you know police officer, and so it so might be making a change um, just because he wants to get into the force right away. So, you know, those things. Um, you know, obviously, we want to keep everybody and have them up as a part of our program, but it's also part of learning who they are and, and what they want. You know, out of their not only their college experience but their life. And um, you know, for us to be able to play a part in that um, is special. You know, we we hope to be able to do it for four years uh, and beyond. But you know, I, I tell all those guys, you know. When when you finish the season with us, or you're a warrior for life, whether whether or not you graduate here or not, um, we we still want to support them and love them and be there for them. So, fantastic. Gary has a couple of questions for you. His first is, 
who are you expecting to replace Justin Parbs for next year? Uh, that's a good question. That's a really good question. We, we've got some some really talented young players coming back um, that we're excited about. You know, Sam Hiker is a freshman for us, uh, Lake Country Lutheran grad. You know, did some really really good things for us early in camp. Was dealing with some injuries and stuff, but um, you know, has shown some some really good flashes of being a guy that that I think can be a special player in our league. Noah Corrado um, has got better every single week for us. Tough nosed kid, very well rounded player, super smart. Um, and then we've got some other guys, some upperclassmen, I think that may slide to that that position group as well. Um, you know, a guy like Mike Dupree, you know, was a was a running back in high school. Um, had some experience playing running back and receiver, and, and we we kind of we moved into the receiver role just because of how good Justin was. We wanted them both to be on the field, so. There's some, there's some answers that we have, um, but that's also a position where we're recruiting hard. You know, we want to make sure that, um, you know, we're ready at that position group, and it, it might not look the same. It might not be one guy, you know, tilting the rock the way Justin did. Um, it might be more of a committee. So um, that, that remains to be seen, but some, some really good candidates for sure. He'd also like to know, who do you expect to be the primary leaders of the team for next year? Man, well, it's one of my favorite parts uh, of the off season is getting a chance to see how guys develop as leaders and, and the direction that the team takes. Um, we do, you know, really try to be intentional about about building that, those leadership traits and, and putting them in positions to take leads as well. Um, you know, there, there's a good group of of guys that I think are stepping into their senior year um, that I anticipate. You know, I, I look at a guy like. Kyle Kubaki has been obviously a, a nice player for us, but has been a very consistent leader on and off the field. Um, you know, Carter Schneider has been a, a very quiet leader, but a guy that does a great job. Um, you know, even guys like Eddie Kuvas so at, at the offensive line position that, you know, he's, he's definitely more of a silent leader, a one-on-one -on -one guy, but, you know, he's a guy you can point to and say, hey, he does all the right things. Um, so there's a lot of guys I anticipate stepping up. I think the, the biggest change that we're going to see is some guys are going to have to be willing to get out of their comfort zone. We don't have a lot of vocal leaders. Um, we have we have a lot of guys who lead by example, which I I think is the most important leadership trait. Um, no one's going to follow you if you're not you know being willing to lead yourself. But um, there's going to be some guys that I think are going to have to start learning how to how to bring others along with them in a more bold way, and, and we're definitely going to help them do that. Outstanding. Next up is Elijah who says, Coach, I have heavily been getting into eSports at Wisconsin Lutheran. Could you see yourself competing in eSports? Uh, no. <laughs> Maybe 20 years ago. No, I, I'm very behind in the video game uh, realm. I, I don't play games like I, I used to uh, as a high school or college kid. Um, so definitely not. I would get, I would get destroyed. But I love, I love that we have a great team. Um, think they're doing a great job. They're building a lot of excitement, um, having a great experience. And it's awesome for guys. You know, to me, it's about taking wherever your gifts and your passions are and growing them to the best you can. And if, if it's in that realm, awesome. If it's in football, awesome. If it's in drama or um, music, I mean, all those things. So, um, yeah, I love that there's, there's that outlet for our students. Nick would like to know if you're surprised by how the Packers are struggling this year. It's a little surprising, although, you know, I think we anticipated some things, you know, as, as you watch the offense, you know, how would they come into to 
some chemistry and, and a lot of young receivers that they were leaning on. I think the hardest thing has been like the defensive issues, but there's been quite a few injuries. Uh, they're coming on a little bit late, so we'll see. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs or anything like that, but you know, that, it should be an entertaining finish for sure. Last night was a good game, at least, the, the Rams game. Uh, next up, we have Bill, who says, when the Warriors season ends, do you start watching other sports? I I do watch I, – I'm a Bucks fan, um, for sure. So I do watch some basketball from time to time. Um, you know, obviously they're our home team, but they're just a fun team to watch. They play such good team basketball. Giannis is about as good of a leader as you could you could point to in, in sport right now. Um, it's definitely been something I think our city rallies behind, which is cool. So, yeah, I, de- I definitely pay attention to the Bucks quite a bit. Um, and, and enjoy watching them for sure. Try to get to a few games if I can. Our, our, our uh, D-line coach and, and linebackers coach, um, Dre Norwood, has got season tickets, so I, I definitely know who to call if I'm trying to get there. <laughs> I have a couple of questions for you from Don. The first he would like to know, are, are there certain bowl games that you like to watch each year? Uh, there isn't, like, any one bowl game that I, you know, I look forward to, I, I do think, I think some of that's like with the playoff, it's diminished the, the bowl a little bit. Um, you know, I remember being like a kid and like the Rose bowl was like just this huge thing or the orange bowl. And, and now it's, yeah, I think I look more, more forward to the, the college football playoff. I, I wish division one would just operate the same way all the other divisions do. I think it's having a playoff, um, experience is, is special and, um, allows, you know, I think some of the teams, that aren't the, the power five team, you know, the group of five to have an opportunity to potentially crack the, you know, the, the, the top. Um, whereas right now it's, it's definitely the haves and the have nots of college football. So. He'd also like to know, do you think there are too many bowl games right now? Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> yes. I, you can't, they happen literally every day. You don't even know like the name, you know, I bet you some of those like names are out of business. I mean, there's so many of them now that uh, it's it's you can't keep track. And I think when when you get to a point where you're having like five and seven teams and six and six teams make the bowl games, like it doesn't really mean much, you know. At that point, it diminishes the the bowl. That's why again, like the the besides the financial factor, and that's why they're not doing it. Every one of those schools makes direct. Um, a direct cut of the bowl game revenue um, so that they don't want to give rid of the revenue. Um, besides that, I don't understand why we don't have a playoff at that level. It just doesn't make sense to me. Lewis would like to know, if you don't like turkey, what do you eat for Christmas and Thanksgiving then? Um, I do like uh, – I do, I do not mind like a ham, you know, a nice, a nice like – glazed ham um on our thanksgiving uh celebration there was the option of turkey or ham i definitely was all over the ham um so that was good but um i also like just like the non-traditional meals uh, like um like my, my wife will make some some different stuff last night she made this dish um called pozole and it's like this just amazing almost like a soup um with chicken and hominy and all these different it's awesome so I'm down for, for less traditional options um, for me personally. We have a couple of questions for you from Amanda. The first is, what was your favorite Christmas memory growing up? 
Um, it's not one particular thing. I think it's just, you know, as I look back on my childhood, like how much my parents went out of their way to give us a good Christmas experience. Or, you know, like I know they sacrificed a lot so that we could have, you know, have a good Christmas and enjoy, you know, Christmas morning and all those things. And, um, being a parent now, like you, you, you understand more what that means and, and how, how much they gave up and how stressful that can be and all those things. And my dad would always like pull something out of his sleeve at the, you know, it was always like, wait, I think I heard something downstairs or, you know, it was always like this little, he always said something to try to just make that Christmas more memorable than the last. And, um, it's just because they, they wanted to show us how much they loved us. So, um, so many great memories with my, my family and my brother. Um, really appreciative of my parents doing that for us. She'd also like to know, do you celebrate Christmas with your family now differently than you did with your family when you were growing up? Yeah, we do. Um, you know, I think some of it's just kind of where I'm at in, in my faith journey. You know, I didn't have that same, um, that was something that was kind of, I don't want to say lacking from my Christmas experience, but, you know, it definitely was um, not the centerpiece. And I think that's something, like, my wife and I have tried to be really intentional about, um, you know, making sure that, you know, we get into the, the word for the Christmas story, that, that we go to church to celebrate as a family, like some of those things. Um, just make sure that, you know, the reason for the holiday is, is the center of our holiday. Obviously, family's amazing, food's amazing, you know, giving gifts. Um, as a celebration of what God's done for us is also, you know, a wonderful thing. But um, we, we want to make sure that, that the why behind it is, is definitely the centerpiece for us. This is an interesting question that I never have really thought about before, but Jenny would like to know. She says, watching the Christmas Carol, Scrooge was afraid of the future most to see what lies ahead. I would hate to have the spirit of Christmas past appear to show me all the mistakes that I have made. I would hate to see those kind of things go shown to me again. Which spirit of Christmas would you least like to have visit you? Uh, I probably resonate with the past. I mean, you know, you you definitely don't. There's things that you know I've done. I'm not proud of, or you know, a mindset that I carry that you know now after maturing or going through some other things in my life, like man, you know, you think how foolish or how I missed that. So I would probably agree with that. Um, you know, I think it's important. Like the greatest gift you have is in lack. Sorry for the pun. Is the present. You know, like the the that's the one thing you have in front of you right now. Um, the past can cause shame or rob you from enjoying what you have now and, and the future can cause anxiety, right, and rob you of what you have right now. So, yeah, I think the past would be the one I would dwell on the most, but I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to live right here in, in the moment and that God gave us right now. Rachel would like to know, who is the hardest person for you to buy for? To buy for? Um, yeah. Hmm. Usually I think guys will say like they're white. My wife is, she, she's pretty upfront. Like I guess I can see her Amazon list and stuff. So I know like it, it, it creates less creativity in my gift giving, but I know I'm getting something that she wants. Um, I would say like 
probably my dad. He's he's like a really tough buy. My my dad and my mom actually both because anytime I feel like anytime I've ever gotten a gift from my parents, they're always like, "You shouldn't have gotten me a gift." Like I didn't want to, you know, I didn't need a gift. And then it's always if you get clothes, it's never like the right size. And if you get like a book or something, you know, they're probably not going to read it. I remember one time I got my like I was trying to encourage my parents to maybe like go somewhere together, so I got them. Um, like a hotel gift card and a rental car gift card. And it was kind of like nudging them to go do it. And it was like a year had gone by and they never used it once. And my mom was like, do you want this hotel card? And I was like, no, I want you to use it. But it was, if you're not going to, fine, because they don't want it to go to waste. But, yeah, it was just one of those things. So they're, my parents are probably the toughest. Erica would like to know if you go Christmas caroling. I, that would be bad for a lot of people. Um, I'd be, <laughs> I, I'm trying to encourage Christmas cheer. So, um, I actually did go caroling once. So we did like uh, my friend encouraged me to come. We did an outreach event together, and there was caroling was part of it. So I was not a soloist, but I was I was definitely singing in the background at times for sure. <laughs> and what words of wisdom does Coach Trusty have for us this week? Uh, I'm going to speak to the Christmas season. You know, I I think remembering what, what really Christmas is all about and it beyond just the birth of Christ and that, that historical account, I think it's, it's the heart of God. You know, he, he, he desires to dwell with us. Um, you know, the, the, the Bible account says, you know, he will be named Emmanuel or God with us. Um, and, and so when, when Jesus came to this space, um, it, it, it's a, it's emblematic of the love that God has for us and, and the desire of his heart to, to dwell with us always and that he would go to the ends of the earth, right, to, to break any barrier or any separation from us and him. Um, so I, I hope as, as people, I know the holidays are a joyous time, but it can also bring some challenging emotions, you know, lost loved ones, or maybe people have been hurt in the past by church or religion or things that, um, you know, are in the name of God, but maybe aren't really representing him and his love. I, I hope that people can, can feel and experience that love this Christmas season to, to know that that is literally why we celebrate. So that's, that's this word of wisdom for me, at least. That's awesome. Coach Rusty, thanks for joining us and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, brother. Thank you so much.